Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the TagCast. My name is Fenrir765, or you can just call me Fen from now on if you'd like. I am uh, joined today by the wonderful Hoptimus. He he brings us the sweet tunes every episode. Hop, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about you, Fen? Oh, you know, it's been one of those days, but I'm glad to be talking to you guys. And I'm also joined with... Our very own Sithy Bear. Hey guys, uh, just want to thank you for inviting me again to the podcast. Hey, you know, I worked really hard to convince you during our <laughs> Destiny rating the other night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I enjoyed last time, and you know, I was like, okay, yeah, it would be fun to do it again. So here I am. Well, hopefully, we don't have any technical issues during the show this time. Right. Yes. You know, I've already been dealing with some computer issues prior, so if I just disappear, then you know what? We'll just try again another night. But hey, guys, let's get into some news. I mean, it's been a while since we recorded, but some things have happened and, you know, a lot of interesting things. But what's the things that have been interesting to you? So, Hop, I know you've been jonesing for this for a while Years. now. Yes. Years. Years. Uh... <clears throat> My big exciting news story is that Fantasy Star Online 2 uh, comes out March on Xbox One X, or Xbox One and Xbox One X, and Windows, I believe. Um, and on Xbox One X, it's going to run at 4K. I actually signed up, got into the beta, I have my pre-install, and I get to start playing on Friday. So if I disappear all weekend, you guys know where I'm at. Uh, I've been waiting for this game for, I think it came out in Japan, like, almost, God, almost 10 years ago. Yeah, it's been out there for a while. I know the main thing, a lot of people were, uh, you had to, like, download the game for VPN and stuff. Right, like, there were, my brother played it, you know, like that, with the PC. Um, I'm trying to look up when the original release date was. July 2012, so <clears throat> eight years it's been out. Um, and I originally thought we were going to get it on the 360, and then early on the Xbox One's lifespan, I thought we were going to get it. I was addicted to Fantasy Star Online, the first version. I had it on Dreamcast, I had it again on GameCube, and then I had it on the Xbox, which was my favorite version because you could chat while you played instead of having to type in a keyboard. There were many uh, late nights where uh, people in the party would fall asleep because we'd be staying up all night trying to farm rare loot drops. Uh, it's just one of those games that it seems like you either really love it or you don't care. And if you really love it, you'll play it for hours. So I'm really looking forward to uh, this coming out, and I'm excited that it runs in 4K. So I think that's pretty awesome. Sith, you have some crazy news from the Land of the Rising Sun also for us, don't you? Yeah, um, Soul Platinum Games... They went on to Kickstarter to do a campaign for the Wonderful 101 Remastered. Uh, originally, uh, I guess it was just going to be a Switch port from the Wii U, but uh, with the goals that they put, if they had reached those goals, which was uh, 250000 and 500000 they would release it on Steam and PlayStation 4. So now it's coming out on both those platforms, and surprisingly... They hit those those marks very quickly within the first 30 minutes, I believe. But 
Uh, I find it's great that they're doing something like this, but I didn't really think they needed to do a Kickstarter for it. Um, and uh, in one article I'm seeing, they said they got the inspiration from Koji Igarashi. That the did Bloodstain. Bloodstain. Well, if they couldn't get the funding from... If, if the original publisher didn't want to fund it, and nobody else wanted to fund it, and they couldn't secure the money themselves, sometimes the easiest thing to do is to Kickstarter so they can initially start the development process. That was the whole reason why uh, Bloodstained was done that way also. Nobody Blood believed in it, so... But then Bloodstained was, to me, a little bit more original... True, but it was, uh, I think it's the same sort of thing. This is probably a game that they wanted to, Platinum probably wanted to re-release to a wider audience because let's face it, the Wii U didn't exactly sell gangbusters, not like the Switch did. The Switch oh. sold gangbusters. The Wii U was kind of almost dead in the water when it came out. So <clears throat> I think it's cool. I love Platinum game stuff. I'm looking forward to it. Is it is it hitting Xbox also or just Switch and PS4? Uh, just Switch and PS4, so... Uh, I guess just with the Japanese consoles and then Steam, <laughs> which is a bit sad. Well, you would think since they're doing that, they would release it on everything, but I guess there must be something in the background that's preventing them from doing that. Must be that bad blood between Microsoft and Platinum with Scalebound. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but Maybe yeah. it'll come to Xbox later, too, like some of the other stuff. Anyway, uh, sorry. If you pledge right now, uh, it's saying here, so for roughly $36, you could get the digital digital version of the game. Nice. And then I 41 US dollars for the physical. So I guess it's a bit of a discount. Right. Well, that's how Bloodstained was. I would back it, but since there's not an Xbox port, then uh, I'm SOL right now. Well, I mean, can you, uh, for the... Asking for a friend, can you explain what the Wonderful 101 is? So the Wonderful 101 was, um, you know, it was created by the same person that did Beautiful Joe. I don't know if you remember that game so back. So like I a hero, pla I love Beautiful Joe, like a hero platformer action game. Uh, I don't know if it's too much of a platformer. I didn't get to play it since I had gotten the Wii U very late and... I think at that time it was a bit pricey to get that game, so I didn't really bother. Uh, but from what I've seen, uh, you control this main hero, and through, I guess, on the Wii U, was you would just touch the uh, touchpad on there, and you create these like giant weapons using the other 99 heroes or 100 heroes that you collected to uh, fight monsters. It's a very colorful game. I do like the art style. So it would be interesting to actually finally play this game. Yeah, I saw some pictures, and or I don't know if they were of the game itself, but it was at least artwork, and it seemed rather vibrant. And that's kind of cool to see that in games. Just having that vibrancy, the... I don't know the words I'm looking for, but just the warm nature of the colors. So that'd be... It'll be interesting to see, and it'll be kind of cool uh, to see what happens, and I can't wait to hopefully hear your impressions on that one day, Sithy. So, yeah. um, you know, moving on, uh, I don't know if you guys saw the 
photo of the Xbox Series X, the back of it, that some guy... Yeah, the leaked pics that were on Reddit. Yeah, that, <laughs> and he also didn't blur out the um, serial, serial number. number so yeah, probably, so I imagine he got him big doo-doo for that. Yeah, I mean, everybody's speculating that he's pretty much roasted, right, through yes. Microsoft. Um, but, you know, somebody also registered the... <laughs> went online and registered the uh oh my god (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's silly what people do but um therat uh is saying that they think they know there's this like weird little there's hdmi in and then there's this like slit port and then next to it is the optical um and or optical out i mean and this port's just really strange looking, and a lot of people have speculated that that's like a diagnostic debugging type port for the prototypes and the models that are being sent out to people to use. But Therat is claiming that that could possibly be a new type of memory expansion. And quite honestly, I'd never heard of this type of memory unit before, but it's a it's called a Type B CF Express card. Are you guys right. familiar with that? No. No. Okay, so <clears throat> it's supposed to be uh, to help boost your your memory, like your storage space. With the size of games coming out, especially with now the Series X being, you know, probably four, full 4K, games will probably balloon in size. And this is supposed to be able to expand your memory, but these cards are costing like $600 a pop right now. So supposedly one card would be the same price as the console itself. So it'll be interesting to see if that's true or if it's just some random thing that they use for something completely different or not at all. But either way, the back of the box looks pretty just meh. It just... Yeah, it looks very generic. Yeah, you got some <laughs> holes, and you're going to yeah. plug some things into those holes, and then hopefully play some video games after you do that. So, um, anyways, yeah, so Type B CF Express card. I don't know. I looked it up. They look interesting. It does not make me think of what I would typically use for um, my storage of whatever I'm putting on my computer or Xbox. So,. Either way, we're getting closer, closer and closer. We're one month closer now to the release of the next consoles. So one day, one day we will all be gaming in the highest fidelity glory we can with our <laughs> living room boxes. But uh, until then, there's some games coming out this month. Hop, you want to give us a rundown? Yeah, sure. So uh, let's see. We got February uh, today. Dark Angel, blah, blah, blah. Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics. Sounds like a tactic game. Uh, PS4, Xbox, PC, and Switch. Um, Life is Strange 2 Collector's Edition is also out. PS4, Xbox One, and PC. On the 6th, we have Grand Blue Fantasy Versus on PS4. February 5th, Yakuza 5 on PS4. Damn it, I can't wait for those Xbox ports of those to come out. Uh, Dreams, PS4, February 14th. This is going to be awesome. The Bayonetta and Vanquish 10th Anniversary Bundle for PS4 and Xbox One, February 18th. That is made by Platinum Games. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, sorry. Really oh, games. sorry. What's that, Sith? 
so I believe, I think Bayonetta and maybe Vanquish, they'll be running at 60 FPS compared oh, to... compared to the MU versions, like, because I have the BC versions of those on the 360. And oh. I'm going to assume since it's coming out on Xbox One, the Xbox One X's will get the... 60 frames. 60 <laughs> frames and 4K. Uh, but also, if you get the physical, you get a really nice looking steel case. Oh, that's cool. We got a Devil May Cry 3 Special Edition for PS4 and PC, February 20th. February 24th, Capcom might as well kick me in the nuts because they're releasing Street Fighter V Champion Edition, still only on PS4 and PC. Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, DLC Remind hits Xbox One, February 25th. Gods and Monsters, PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch, February 25th. Also that same day, Mega Man Zero ZX Legacy Collection. That's on PS4, Xbox, and PC. And then a One Punch Man game, A Hero Nobody Knows, hits PS4, Xbox, and PC, February 28th. That might be cool. I haven't heard anything about the One Punch Man game. So that's our February release calendar. What's going on with our game updates, Finn? Well, I guess Apex Season 4 dropped. Uh, you know, they have obviously keep adding more heroes and different changes. But they said they were going to do some balancing of the map and some weapons, which yeah. hopefully means more assault rifles and less Mozambiques, because, man, I <laughs> swear, that's all I find in that game. I also read that they're adding a ton more lore to the season. So oh. There's um, one new character, I think, too, that's showing up. Yeah, the Grand Soiree was a pretty cool event they just had uh, in January where they kind of rotated in a bunch of different game types. And I was talking with Time, and he, you know, played the third-person mode, and he said it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I didn't get to try that. Yeah, well, everything was only for two days. Oh, jeez. It was hard to miss. I mean, it was easy to miss each of those events. So uh, So is this thing beyond, like... So that one map that we played during the winter holiday, is that the new map now? Pretty much. I think they've they're doing tweaks to it, but it's Yeah, there's some there's something about there's a new lava pit in the middle that divides the map. Like they've changed that area slightly. But I think it's the same one. So I guess they're going more for the Fortnite approach. Yes. Where it's one well, map and they slightly edit it every few updates. Well, I think every major Battle Royale game has done that except for PUBG. Like, PUBG is the only one that seems to create new maps that rotate in and out, whereas uh, Apex, even Blackout, you know, yeah, they made adjustments they to the maps. Adjusting the map. So it was the same skeleton, if you will. They just added new things or took things out of it um, as time went on. But, no, I mean, Apex, it's definitely a lot of fun. I mean, it has a good balance to it overall. I, I do agree with you how the the weapon looting is definitely harder, but you know, I've learned that you have to go to the higher loot areas to be more I successful. Guess, yeah. But you run the you obviously run the risk of having a hotter drop every time you do that. So you know it, it's fun. Um I enjoy it. It but it's not quite the battle royale for me. I will say that much. Yeah, I'll play it, but I, if I had a choice, it's not high on my list of oh. battle royals. I just, I really like it just for the, uh, I guess, the speed of the game. Yeah, it can, can be very fast-paced game. 
and I do enjoy that every once in a while. I, yeah. Just to, since we're talking about Apex, like the other night we were playing some Destiny Sith, and every time I kept sliding to do that little slide, I just was envious of my Apex sliding. Just, <laughs> it feels so good when you slide in Apex and how the distance you get, especially if you hit a hill, and you can just glide forever, it feels like. But in Destiny, I feel like I just stumble over my feet and roll on the ground for a few seconds and then get back up and keep running. So, um, anyways, if you're, you know, one of those people that likes to play free-to-play games but then spend money to buy things through those free-to-play games that's cool but you know what you could also do is spend money on amazon using our affiliate link which will donate some money back to tag the adultgamer.com and allow us to do things like the podcast and other things like competitions uh throughout the uh year that allows us to you know challenge the community and you can even win little gift cards towards your um your console of choice or system of choice or whatever you play your video games on. Uh, we also have a wonderful lining of clothes uh, that you could also purchase and that have different uh, relations to our adult gamer or our even co-host here, Sith, with his own line of He's clothes. He's got his how, own line. I mean, how does that right. feel, Sith? <laughs> Feels. <laughs> it's funny. I did get a good chuckle out of some of them. I mean, you can walk around with your shirt saying perhaps, and you don't even have to say it anymore. You can just point to it. (laughs) Yes. So, anyways, support TAG. Use the Amazon affiliate links. They work here in the United States as well as Canada. If you're ever unsure on how to do it, just feel free to go into a random channel and copy the link from Amazon, paste it, and we have a bot that will spit it right back out for you. Click the link and then Go ahead and click buy, and you're good to go. With that being said, I uh, teased last episode that we will we had a question from our favorite Australian listener, Professor Pluto. Um, I hope that you've uh, hunted many more achievements since the last time we've spoken. But he asked another zombie-related question, and I, I'd be curious to see what you guys think because... Um, you know, it really is a, a test of your knowledge of the community. Um, Mm -hmm. he asks, he hypothesizes that the, the zombie threat is real. And he asks, which two people from the community do you recruit for your team? And which non-superpowered video game character do you add to your team? Mm. So, two members of TAG and then one non-superpowered video game character to bring with us. Yes. Okay. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's never really something I think about. Right. Hey, this is this is why it's on the spot. It's on the spot question there. All right, so I can answer for you guys since I've had time to think about it while while you guys are kind of getting it together here. Um, I I really had to think, and the first person I think I would select would be Fireman Batista. One because he's a fireman, legit. So he obviously has to have some first aid skills. 
And that makes me think, okay, he'll be able to take care of a fight with his with his fireman's axe, right? See where I'm going with this? <laughs> All right. <laughs> you, guys, you guys got it? Okay. Um, and then my second is, oh, shoot. Who who did I want? I can't remember off the on my list. Uh, you know, now I'm, I'm drawing a blank on my second, but my non, my non super powered person, I don't even know if this counts, but I would pick the doom Marine. You know, in the original games it counts, but on the reboots, he's kind of like super powered, but I'm going to let it slide because, (laughs) uh, um, yeah, in the original games, he was just a normal dude. Um, and then have you guys thought of anybody yet? Yeah. So, uh, for my squad, uh, let's see. I would go with. Oh, I gotta, I gotta bring B Daddy with me just because it would be hilarious to have him just <laughs> cussing at the fucking zombies. That would be the best. <laughs> These fucking guys. Be, yeah. <laughs> and then number two, I gotta have somebody with me that knows what they're doing as far as firearms and survival. I'm gonna go with Tip, uh, being that he has an ex-military background. Um, and he's a he's a fun dude, and we could just all we could all just drink a lot and fight zombies. I think that would be cool. And for the fourth person to add to that group, um, that's non super powered. Um, I'll take Captain Price from uh, Modern Warfare with us. Okay. So okay, so me. Yep. Uh, so my first choice would be Anthem. The reason why I would choose Anthem is because he could, <laughs> since how tall he is, he could easily look over stuff to see if the area is clear or not. You do realize he ran a marathon, so he could probably outrun you yes. in, a, in a pinch. In a pinch, he could. <laughs> and then uh, my second choice would be uh, Stevie Knuckles, since he does a lot of hiking and camping. So you oh, have he also knows how to use guns, too. Yes, yeah. so oh, he has yeah. very good survival skills. Much better than mine. And then for my non-superhero type person that would take, uh, I guess, uh, Marcus Phoenix. Oh, nice. Good oh, call. Yeah, Gears. Good. Good call. Yeah, locusts are kind of like zombies. Alright, so I, I remember who I was going to select as my next person. It was actually Are You Dead? And I mainly... This this is gonna sound terrible, but I think he would be a good distraction if you needed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! He's got he's got a he does that all those voice things with his little modulator, yeah, and yeah. you know I have a feeling if there was a horde coming, I'd be like, "Are are you dead? You're we're all gonna go right, <laughs> and then we go left." Sorry, are you dead? You know, I figure with your gamer tag, they might just think you're dead anyways, and life will be okay. <laughs> um, no, dead meat also could be a good choice too, because he could probably just grill up whatever you needed anytime. So, but all right, Professor Pluto, thank you for sharing. Um, those of you in our community, feel feel free to let us know who you'd bring on your zombie excursion from the community or and or a non super powered person 
now it's time to talk about what we've been playing. And lately, we've all been playing some similar things. But, Sith, what, what's been tickling your gaming fancy lately? Um, so recently, I have just finished Fire Emblem Three Houses. I did with Golden Deer. I, I actually did enjoy that ending. Uh, sadly, there's, I believe, four, three more endings to do. Oh, wow. Are you going to do them? Uh, not right away. I'm going to wait for the final DLC to come out, and then I'll get the DLC pass that they have for that. Uh, I'm not quite 100% sure what's coming with that final DLC, but I think they're adding another faction. So I'll probably bring it up to five endings <laughs> with my luck. Um, I've been playing a bit of PUBG, a little bit on Xbox and PC. Actually been having fun playing that, but just not too many matches. Because uh, I get a little bit of butt hurt after getting taken right off the bat. Uh, Destiny 2, like, uh, like Fen said earlier, playing, we did a raid recently. We almost got to the end. Just, uh, you know, not too much time. <laughs> and then the other one is I've been trying to finish Persona 4 Golden on the Vita. Even though I know I haven't finished 5. I will finish 5 before Royal comes out. <laughs> and those have been the games I've been playing recently. So, uh, what have you been playing, Hops? Uh, let's see, I also have been... Got... <clears throat> lured back into PUBG. People talked about, oh, it runs better. They improved this. They improved that. And that actually, in the year that I didn't play, they actually improved a lot of things. If you're on yeah. Xbox One X, that frame rate mode is very nice. It makes the game a lot more livable. Uh, a little bit of Battlefront 2 with Anthem, Are You Dead, Fen, The Usual You, Sith, a couple others, The Usual Suspects. Uh, I've been getting some Siege matches in with the Siege crew. Um, <clears throat> I binged the hell out of Star Wars, um, Jedi Fallen Order. I loved that game as I predicted I would. It was everything I wanted out of a Star Wars meets Metroid Prime meets Dark Souls. With the Titanfall team at the helm, I highly recommend that game if you want a really good single-player adventure puzzle combat Star Wars based game uh, there's still a bunch of crap I need to go <clears throat> look for to get 100% as far as secrets and whatnot. but the story I got so hooked on the story at one point I kind of stopped looking for secrets because I had to see what happened next I was like wait what happens um, ending was great some nice surprises in the campaign um, game runs pretty good uh, considering what they had to work with you know I think <clears throat> I don't know if the Unreal Engine was the best choice for the game, but it works. Uh, oh, they didn't use Frostbite. No, no, it runs on the Unreal Engine. I don't know if Frostbite yeah. was probably wouldn't have worked either. I'm. I well, think, I think. Uh, sorry, I was gonna say Respawn seems to have their own <coughs> ability well, to choose oh, whatever they want. Cause, right. I mean, EA clearly has learned that Frostbite is not for everybody. Right. Um, but yeah, I think. Um, 
under a slightly different engine we might have gotten a more performance i mean it's not the worst thing in the world that it's only 30 frames per second but i've, I've gotten so into 60 fps stuff that sometimes when you play a 30 it's like whoa um and then i picked up because it was on sale again this week and i got some real life friends from the maximus clan that are playing it and then some of our guys on tag are playing it i picked up um the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare because it was on sale. I'm really glad I did. The campaign is so far amazing. The graphics are amazing. The multiplayer is fun. Uh, Ground War is what I've been wanting out of Battlefield for a few years. It's basically like Battlefield 4 but looking way better. Maybe not as big of a map but still the same general premise and it's a lot of fun. Uh, so I'm, I've only had that for a couple of days. I'm enjoying the hell out of that. What about you, Finn? What have you been playing? You know, same thing. PUBG, some Rainbow Six Siege, uh, Destiny Two. We did. We tried to do work on the rave, rave mm-hmm. raid. Um, it felt like a rave at times. Um, right. It. It. You know, I can't imagine the people that go into those raids blind, not knowing anything about them and having to figure that out like i see why they can take six plus hours to complete uh the for the first time i mean that there's so many mechanics and puzzles and things to figure out what why do they make games so hard sometimes um so that that was fun Uh, hopefully we can actually finish the leviathan raid uh sometime i know we have to start over since the reset but it'll be fun to do that yeah i'd like to get in on it next time if there's a spot i I was sad yeah. I had to miss this turn. <laughs> um, and then Battlefield Five. I, I really still enjoy that game. The Pacific maps are just a blast to play. But uh, Game Pass recently dropped another game called A Plague's Tale Innocence. And it's a single player, just kind of a mechanic of puzzler, stealth kind of thing. Um, it is really good the story so far is just amazing and i want to keep going back to finish it um they it's not a spoiler but the the main like issue in the game is obviously the black plague but there's these rats that are everywhere and the rats that the way that the rats are the 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 enemy or the villain so far in this game and the way that they've done this mechanic with them is really really cool um mcswitch and i have been talking a bit about it and we're both just like floored by how beautiful it looks and the soundtrack as well as the story is just it's it's an amazing experience so far so i really suggest you uh check out plague's tale innocence of <coughs> game pass especially so that's what i've been playing but here at TAG, we have some community events that usually happen every week or every month. And Hop, Fireman usually puts together something for us on Mondays. What is that? It's a Monday night game night. And we usually play popular community games or Game Pass games. Let's see. This week was Battlefield Five, but I think that got hijacked by the Destiny 2 raid hijinks. Yes, uh, February did. 10th, we're supposed to revisit Titanfall 2. For some fun multiplayer. That's been <clears throat> hit or miss. Sometimes we get a lot of people. It's a lot of fun. February 17th, Star Wars Battlefront 2. That seems to be doing pretty popular. Um, that's the schedule he has so far. 
And then the other big attraction every week is Thursday night. What happens then, Sith? Uh, Thursday is our designated Halo night. Starting around 9 Eastern every Thursday. Uh, we switch between the Halo Master Chief Collection or Halo 5. Uh, with the uh, Since the added reach, it has been a little bit more fun to play the Master Chief Collection. Since we get to really avoid the original Halo 2, which I dislike. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I know a lot of people love it, but it did not translate well into 10 years plus. <laughs> but yeah, we have a blast doing that every Thursday. Uh, when we have, what, when we get about 6, 8 people, we're doing public matches. And then when we get a little bit more, we start doing the private with uh, sumo warthogs. Uh, drag racing, which is really fun. A lot of swearing, people <laughs> drinking, singing songs. A lot of stuff goes on. All right. Uh, and then every month we usually have a book club. And so far they have not selected a book. Um, it's been, they're, they're in the process of it, but go and join our book channel on the Discord server and you can figure out what the book will be eventually. Uh, if you like reading, that is. Yeah, that wasn't really any shade or anything against those that like to read. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> so usually every episode we try to have a little deep dive. And before the show started, we were uh, having a little chat about it. And um, what came up out of that chat was we talked about the grind in video games. And is the grind too much? Do Does the grind exist purely to make games longer for no reason other than to keep you playing it so what are your guys' thoughts about the grind i mean personally i am not a huge fan of the grind but i do understand why it's there um yeah it, it seems to go on a game by game basis and um sometimes the game or publisher yeah, and sometimes the games, the grind's not so bad, and they tweak something, and then it becomes more grindy. It's hard, like... So, especially if you have a game like Destiny 2 that's constantly evolving, and I would say <clears throat> year one of Destiny 2, it was actually really nice and not grindy, and I enjoyed the hell out of it, but I was in, like, this minority, because... <laughs> the Destiny 1 fan base was like, where's the grind? And slowly they've changed it, and we're getting a little more grindy, especially now at the season pass, and they have all these bounties, and so if you really want to max out, I'm going to air quote this, max out your experience, you got to play a lot. And I love that game, but there are times where I'm like, I don't want to play it. I don't want to play a game like it's a job. I don't want to have to feel like I have to play a game every day to keep relevant. Once a game does that to me, I kind of shut down and I just stop playing it, period. So, I mean, and that's, I'm, uh, I work full time, I have kids, I have a family. I can't play a game for five, six hours a day. I know that some people, that's, that's their whole life and that's awesome. But for me, that's where I just pull the plug on it and I'll go play something else. I don't know how about you guys feel on that sort of thing, but that's where I'm at with with when a game gets to that point of a grind, I'll just stop playing it. I mean, I'd be curious to hear what you think, Sethy, because you've dabbled in a lot of time into Destiny 2, so yes. you've clearly gone through the gambit that it's uh, produced. Yeah, I, mean, I guess for me, at first, there was a bit of a grind 
it wasn't too bad last season. Uh, this season, where they didn't really do any add anything more to the game, and just made just a bigger grind in my opinion. Yeah, they kind of yeah. So okay, so last season they had, and last season was fun. We had the Halloween event, and they had the Vex offensive. And you could clear the bounties, and you could do the Vex offensive over and over, and it was like a giant horde map, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, but this season, they made it longer, so you had to get these obelisks, and you got to link them, and you got these bounties, and then you had the time that... I understood why they added this stuff, but it made it... just seems like you can't get anything done. I don't... I feel like they stretched out the grind big time on this season. I'm hoping they change it, but it probably will get worse. Yeah, we'll see. Um, well, I guess even sorry. No, go ahead, Seth. Finish. I was say, uh, saying, like a lot of people, because one complaint too I've heard: uh, if you want to get the uh, cosmetic stuff, you could grind for the bright dust. But the way you have to grind is like the most efficient is if you use like all three characters. I think you can get up to. Probably like 600 per character. But when you're just doing that, it really burns you out on playing the game. Well, yeah, and that that's kind of where I'm at with the grind. And, and Destiny 2 is not the only game that is doing that these days. I mean, look at the new trend in almost every game with these battle passes or season rewards. And, you know, pay 10 bucks and get the premium edition so you can get you know, a little trinket every level you get up rather than having the free version that only rewards you every three to five levels. Um, you know, it, it's it's really interesting that they put this mechanic that's the the carrot, you know, on the stick. Like, can I, can I get you to reach for this just a little bit longer, a little bit longer, and eventually you're going to get it. So I see why they do it to keep people playing, but... I mean, what, 15 years ago? I think I played the heck out of games online without having to have a character. Right, you right. Because so, it was fun. You played it because it was fun. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, clearly, I guess my question is, does the grind exist because they're trying to make games longer, or does the grind exist because they want you to spend money? I think, uh, I I think, think it's a bit of both. Really? Okay. Fair. Uh, I think with most of them now, it's mostly just trying to see uh, what's the border of to where people can tolerate the grind, and then see, okay, when we get to them, get them to this border, then they'll start paying. Because I think even the community for uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, they felt like that Ubisoft did a lot of research to see where is that point. And where people would start paying. Dude, my point was as soon as they showed that game, I was kind of excited. And then they showed the microtrans details in the gameplay. And I was like, fuck this. Not even going to buy it. <laughs> Not even interested. But yeah. I mean, And then, so like, I was thinking about this because I've started playing a lot of PUBG. But I don't have the premium pass. Yeah, I'm not buying the pass for that game. But I was looking at the thing and like one of the ways you level up is by completing these little missions whether and they're kind of silly things like drive a motorcycle for 300 meters or or 3000 meters or collect use two adrenaline syringes and you know i kind of enjoy that 
aspect of it and it allows you to earn some experience points in addition to your uh, playing the game and surviving longer as well as killing people um, and it you know kind of was like oh there's a syringe over there I gotta run and go get it you know not thinking that there might be a guy inside that room but <laughs> damn it I'm getting that syringe um, but the like I like the grind that feels like you're working towards something rather than like an artificial like right Agreed. do a thousand do a thousand uh runs of this level so you can just get enough xp to move up to the next step you know like that if the grind doesn't feel like it has purpose then you're clearly going for a cash grab than you are trying to maybe prolong the life of the game uh, I forget in uh, you know Final Fantasy X. There was one thing that w- that was just the online one, right? Ten was the uh, first PlayStation Two Final Fantasy, so that's kind of the one where they kind of showed off a lot of stuff. Oh, okay, okay. About like how great the graphics are on that, and on that one, there's a certain level that you go on where there's lightning. You have to dodge the lightning 200 times without getting hit, without leaving the area to get a certain item later on. God. (laughs) I really hate stuff like that when it's in a single player game. Oh, yeah. When it's something just so mindless. Yeah, it's, it's wild that they put those things in there and, you know, it's makes me think of kind of like the gears seriously 2.0 and like or the seriously achievements that they put in all the games where it's just like something in ornament like uh, that but that okay so i have to defend the seriously was like for the diehards i mean they literally put that in there for like people that were just so you just loved gears that much that you wanted to show that off no. that's kind of different that's a there was a point it's a badge that. of honor i get right. it yeah no i mean the yeah. but the point is like that to me was like a neat if you're not neat, a super hardcore gear yeah. fan that's a grind for sure yeah it's a it's a huge grind especially and seriously 2.0 I was like get the oh fuck god out of yeah here. well I I got both of those both seriously's and I was more excited to get the original one since it took me girls to get like ten thousand ranked kills and it took me like thirteen thousand fifteen thousand. Because it was bugged for some reason. Did you get 3.0? No. That one was more grindy because you had to get, like, you had to onyx all the medals in the game. You had to get all the type of badges. uh, Get all this, like, it was a lot of stuff you had to get. I mean, that's Cliffy B for you. Let's let's just make shit ridiculous, right? Um, Alright, so Sith Here's a question then. You dabbled with a little bit of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. How would you compare the grind between, I guess, like an OG MMO to that of like Destiny? Like, uh, For me, I had found Destiny was a little bit more uh, accessible. Because, wow, you could do stuff, but um, I guess if you didn't learn things quickly enough, 
Uh, I had the problem of people booting me out <laughs> of out of doing dungeons. Uh, I wasn't able to find a group to do a raid with because everyone was more interested in doing hardcore or heroic raids, whatever you want to call them. Is that no because the loot table would be more favorable? Yeah, like you actually got decent gear if you did the harder ones. Meanwhile, if you did the normal one, it was like no point, and now they have like uh, Raid Finder, which plays it even easier than normal, and has a lot of missing mechanics, so if you're actually trying to learn how to do the raid, you can't learn from just doing that because the mechanics that everyone else is doing in Heroic are not in there. So I find it's really hard for new people to get in that. Meanwhile, I've seen in Destiny, uh, they do have like uh, something like a raid finder. Mm -hmm. So if you're a solo, it would actually put you in a group that's looking for one person. And <laughs> when that, one per like that group accepts you, they have to agree to not make fun of you, not to call you names, this and that. <laughs> so they have an anti-bully policy. Okay. Yeah, when you bring in people to do that. So I thought that was pretty funny. And I just found Destiny's a bit easier since the max group you have to get is just three. Meanwhile on WoW, I think it's like five to do a dungeon. Right. Well, yeah, definitely I think Destiny is more accessible. Um... And as far as grinds go, I mean, I also played ESO in that game. If you wanted to, can be a hell of a grind if you want to do all kinds. Of, just the character leveling itself takes a long time. And if you're into crafting, which I'm not, you can grind that forever. People that love grinding, that's a game to play because you can craft. You can do all kinds of stuff. You could probably spend your entire life not leaving your seat right there. Just sit on the toilet play ESO, <laughs> have food delivered to you, you can live there, because that game will just let you work. Uh, but it's optional. That's what I liked about it. The all that was optional, uh, which I liked. I, I didn't have to do that stuff. If I wanted to, you could buy things from the store with real money if you wanted like a new horse or a new something, and you didn't want to grind for it. So they had that option. I didn't do that either. But it's just funny. They have both in some of these games some people love to grind i have limited time and honestly i get kind of fried sitting longer than a few hours playing video games especially the oh. same game if it's like uh, four hours or more <laughs> ops yeah. i literally fallen asleep while i was playing final fantasy 14 yeah which is that, the competitor the MMO. mmo to wow right now yeah uh, see, I mean, I remember the days where I could play for hours on end. Like, I, I remember nights where I would turn on the Xbox at, like, 9 o'clock at night, and then all of a sudden I'd look and, it, oh, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. How the hell did that happen? You know, but it, you know, life changes, obviously, as we become adults. You know, responsibilities come around, and we yeah. can't always do those things. But... No, I mean, I agree with you completely. I, I think, you know, a game that creates the grind to keep you almost hooked into it, its world, it can be quite frustrating. I mean, when I was thinking, okay, I can understand adding some things to make it, make you work a little harder to get to a certain point. But 
like single player games annoy me when they have a grind to it because what's the point there's no like i'm not trying to play with other people and me getting 15 more hours out of a game just because i had to find 50 items of something that you don't really need 50 items for makes no sense to me so that's frustrating but the games that i really kind of learned to really hate the grind on are those pay to play or free to play mobile games oh yeah i don't i won't even play them yeah i I can't play those like at first like i always enjoyed the i always get hooked into the the original like or the first like couple days worth of playing when it's like all right you just wait five minutes and then i go do something else around the house and come back okay i can now build this thing but then when it turns into you know you have to wait three days for this item to be ready or you can pay you know 25 cents and it will automatically be ready for you i'm like nope sorry this game is no longer worth it to me to wait you know the three days for it to you know, build one infantry unit before I can attack somebody with my one infantry unit that it took three <laughs> days to make. So, yeah, it, the grind is definitely one of those things that it's a unique thing in video games. I just want to mention one game. It's a single-player game. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Never played it. Uh, it's on the Switch, and that game has a gotcha mechanic in it. I think that's how you pronounce it, where you're kind of doing like a loot box mechanic oh, geez. to get uh, certain characters, <laughs> oh. and people actually have mined the game and showed the loot table on how to get a uh, chance of getting them, and some of the most rare characters are super low to get. Of course. Where... Uh, and actually go even lower per uh, new playthrough you do. So each new game plus that you do, the chances actually get lower from oh. your original. This is a That's single player dirty game? pool, man. It's a single player game. Jeez. <laughs> so like, to me, when they do something like that, especially in a game that you paid for, that's like so bad because they usually use that mechanics in the free-to-play mobile right. games. I also don't like games where they have <coughs> loot boxes that you can get duplicate loot. It's like, oh, don't God. fucking do that, man. It's bad enough, but have the loot boxes, have it. So I'm glad like now with um, Destiny 2, at least with Xur, when you buy a random exotic now, they give you, until you have all of them, they'll give you one you don't have. Now I have all of them, so now I'm just getting dupes. Yeah, but like- but Call like, of Duty Black Ops got reamed so hard with that. Yeah. Because they would get all this duplicate loot, but then now it, you know, or at least before Modern Warfare came out, they they fixed it so that way it would just re-roll it for you. Right. If it popped for you. So, like... Also, wasn't the one problem with it, you could get, like, one really OP gun from those crates? Uh, I don't recall that, but, I mean, you could be right. Um, because most of the stuff in Black Ops was all uh, skins, more so than it yeah, was actual char- weapons. character skins and yeah. outfits. Yeah, but I mean, you could be perfectly correct on this whole thing because I didn't really pay attention to any of that because I was just playing because 
I sucked and I had fun with it. So, um, but no, like uh, I've had that issue with PUBG already where I've bought a couple crates and with the points I get, and then I get the same shirt twice. And then I go, I spend a thousand points on a crate and then I go and resell the shirt for only 25 points. And that's kind of a, a bummer, you know? Yeah, so <clears throat> like I said, I think like Halo Five was cool that it the loot boxes didn't give you dupes; it gave you new stuff or Overwatch. But then you had Gears Four and yeah. Gears Five. At first, for Gears Four, I was like, "Well, since it's Microsoft, they'll just copy what they did with Halo Five, and I don't mind that." I don't understand why they never did. And then they're like, no, we're going to do this totally stupid system where you didn't get a hell of a bunch of duplicates. And, and I think they even said you if sell you had a the duplicates for like a tenth of what they are in the store to get coins to buy other stuff. And it's like, come yeah, on. Yeah, scrap. Yeah. And then meanwhile, there was only certain items that you could get with that scrap. Yeah. To whereas now I think now that the game's been out for a while, I think now you can get everything with scrap. Well, they made it they made it extremely grindy to unlock new characters if you didn't want to pay for them with yeah. real money. Yep. Like I looked at trying to unlock a couple of the new characters because they seemed really cool and they had cool abilities. And for Gears like, Five, yeah, Gears Five said, is really bad. I, I, looked I said at that, hell no. I uninstalled it. Uninstalled it. I'm <laughs> I done. think. Personally, I think with Gears 5, they should have had the default skin of how the characters looked in the campaign. Like, give the default character for free. Right. And then if you wanted, like, okay, if you want classic Marcus from Gears 1, okay, you have to grind whatever hours to get that. If you want to get Superstar Cole, okay, you have to grind for... I would have been okay with that. You remember in Gears 2 and 3 how you just earned the characters by playing the damn game? Yeah, you leveled up yeah, and you got them. Yeah, you got a character. Like I said, like 10, 15 years ago, man, we just played the games because they were fun. I mean, well, there's so certain games that the that the grind is part of the game and people expect it and it's fun. Like, you play Diablo 3, like, you go through the rifts for the grind. You're grinding for, you're looking for items or Borderlands... Uh, one, two, and three—it's the same sort of thing. Those loot, loot shooter, loot games—it's not a. There's no monetary system involved. I think once you get into that, it becomes this crazy treadmill. I would like to think too—the difference between back then and now. Uh, there's so many games that are coming out. They're like—I think all of them are just fighting for our for, attention for span. Our money. <laughs> for our money and our attention span yeah, it's probably. like how can we keep people glued to our game longer than let's say the two months or three months until the next game comes out man you'd be lucky some people play a game for a month yeah but then there's people who play like one game exclusively all the time you know and because they just love that game and hey they're hooked into that grind and they know how it works, they know how to maximize it, and they can rock and roll each and every week and every season that it drops a new thing. So, I, I mean, games are funny. It, they, they're they funny, and they, they have a weird relationship with how us consumers interact with them. And 
you know, I, I truly believe, you know, the grind is there for a monetary purpose more so than it is just to keep people playing it because you playing a game longer means nothing to them unless you're right, also that's spending the, money on it. The, yeah, so the games that have the built-in grind because the loot's rare and they expect you to farm bosses and levels, Borderlands, Fantasy Star Online used to be like that. We'll find out with two. I don't know what's changed. Um, Diablo's been around for eight years. So. Right, but I just mean the original PSO didn't have any sort of transactions, but that was back in the late 90s, early 2000s. But well, you yeah. just had like uh, trades right. at that time. <laughs> right. And then you have some guy jip you on the trade when he didn't give you anything, so you had to follow him around saying, this guy, <laughs> he stole from me. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like... I remember when I was toying with the idea of getting Rainbow Six Siege and I was looking at it, I was like, all right, so if I get the base edition, then I only get the original operators. But if I play 200 matches, I'll have enough renown to buy One another operator. <laughs> yeah. And then I would have to go, well, shit, I better pick the right operator because if I pick somebody I don't like, then I'll never play as them. So... That's another 200 matches before I can pick another one. You're lucky, because I had started playing near the tail end of year two. And uh, around then, the base operators, uh, you actually had to unlock them. Like the base right. game operators. Yeah, you didn't even have any. That's right. Well, and then after, I think, around year three, halfway through year three... They just gave them to everyone and, and, and all the, the attachments. attachments. Yeah, I remember when you used to have to earn the attachments. Ugh. Oh, you had to earn the attachments? Yeah, oh, dude, shit. it was That's... lame. <laughs> it was lame. Yeah. Wow. Now everybody's got ACOGs and feeling good, huh? Everybody uh. except for Ash. They took hers away. But anyway. Jaeger. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, they took his away too, yeah. So, well, yeah, I mean, any other thoughts on the grind? Nah, I mean, I think we we shared our thoughts pretty well. I mean, Sith, you got something? Um, yeah, I think I shared what I thought or how I felt about the grind. Right. Yeah, if anybody uh, listening to the podcast is on the Adult Gamer Discord, drop us a line on what you think, what you like or don't like about the grinding games or any particular grind that grinds your gears, to quote Peter Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> You know what grinds my gears? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Um, well, Seth, uh, Hop, you guys got any uh, last words for no, us this no, episode? No, cool. I'm, I'm excited for some of the new stuff coming out. I'm excited to uh, that we can all play some games together here soon. And, uh, and get to play some Modern Warfare. Yeah, yeah. that'll be fun. I just... What's the crossplay? Cool. I'm looking forward to filling you guys in about my PSO experience next episode. So, well, yeah, I look forward to that. Most definitely. Um, well, this is uh, this is it for the adultgamer.com uh, podcast, the tagcast. Uh, Optimus, where can uh, we find you? Easiest way is the adultgamer.com. Look me up, Optimus. My gamer tag will be shared right there. All righty, Sithy. Uh, yeah, the easiest place to find me is on the tag Discord. As uh, Sethy Bear on there, and then on Xbox, I'm C1 Sethy. Along with on Steam, I think I'm Sethy Bear as well. All right, I am Fenrir765 signing off for the night. You guys have a wonderful evening, and get out there and play some games.
Woo! Woo!